deep inhale. Hold it in. Exhale. Yeah, that's the good stuff, sighs Robert. Tobacco is hard to find. Its carcinogenic properties had made it very unpopular in the 20th and 21st century. More creative ways of consuming it, including electrical vaporization machines, were invented in order to reduce the secondhand smoke. But chewing it, smoking it, and vaping it were all still frowned upon. Laws were invented to ban smoking in, in many areas. Healthcare warnings were placed on cigarette cartons. Over the decades, the addictive substance had become less and less popular. Even after more advanced anti-cancer medications and vaccines started coming out, the use of tobacco was still considered uncool. Robert tried to ignore the negativity around it. Plus, tobacco wasn't the worst substance he's regularly consuming. Right now, he needed a swag. He's meeting up with Craig, Jerome, Paul, and Victor at the warehouse, which they work at to discuss something super heavy. He's got to break some bad news to the boys. Four years earlier, Robert and Craig were both working on some advanced AI learning algorithms. They had developed Sophie, the name they had given to their AI. Their AI was unique in its ability to creatively think out of the box. What they had wanted to develop was an AI that can process data faster and come up with more creative solutions. Robert knew Craig from college. They both shared a dorm room and Robert knew that Craig was a very organized person. He needed that in his company. As good as Robert was in thinking big and developing awesome software, he needed a manager, someone under him that can help with the day-to-day -day tasks. Plus, someone that knew finance was a big score. Craig was just that. He had worked for Wall Street right after college, but Robert convinced him to come up to Boston to work on AI with him. Soon after starting AVT, Robert and Craig realized they needed some help. Cool, like-minded developers were needed. After weeks of interviewing a bunch of narcs that Craig presented to Robert, they finally settled on a crew. Jerome Chandler lived in Phoenix. He became a bit of a national celebrity when the CEO of the company he worked for ended up in prison. Jerome was an old-time programmer. He still did a lot of work with keyboard and mouse. In his previous company, Jerome had developed some safety override mechanisms for the fintech company he had worked for. The asshole CEO of that company decided that those overrides weren't needed. The AI got loose and caused havoc on Wall Street. Well, anyways, Jerome became famous when as a witness for the prosecutor, he accused the AI of stalking him and sending him death threats. Cybersecurity experts from the company couldn't find anything and everyone agreed that Jerome had spent a little bit too much time in the sun. Robert liked Jerome. He was funny, dark, and seemed like someone who would be a good mule for some drugs, if needed. Jerome was also handy. His code made Sophie a lot more stable. Before Jerome started, Sophie tended to perform a lot of weird calculations. Some were just plain machine learning hallucinations. Either way, they desperately needed to put some brakes on Sophie. When it came time to hire an algorithm developer, Craig chose Victor Braza. He lived in Sao Paulo when they initially interviewed him. Robert assumed he would be a good mule, some of that Brazilian smack. Craig had worked with Victor before. 
Richard was a good mathematician and understood statistics, which was key to working with advanced machine learning algorithms. He could provide some good quality assurance to the work Robert was doing, as initially there was a lot of bugs in Sophie. Victor's ability to work methodically and independently while quickly fixing Robert's mistakes was valuable. Robert was very disappointed that Victor turned out to be a straight-up character. There goes my mule, Robert sighed. The last person on the team was Paul. Paul McKenzie was hired as an intern. Initially, it was a free internship, but later became paid. Paul was a gamer. His favorite were those military campaign types. You know, the ones where you strategize a battlefield and put on VR glasses and become an individual player. He was hired as an intern because AVT desperately needed a data analyst. Someone who could spoon-feed data into Sophie, providing a combination of corrective methods. Even though Sophie was an unsupervised AI, she needed plenty of training model inputs. Plus, creating training data was so boring. They needed someone cheap, and Paul just needed someone to pay for his gaming addiction. Plus, a couple of times a year, he would go off on some grunge metal excursion. He was definitely a great mule for Robert. So, AVT, consisting of their fearless, half-baked leader, Robert Patterson, Vice President and Chief Financial Officer, Craig Leung, AI Security Developer, Jerome Chandler, their one and only QA engineer, Victor Braza, and their intern, and later on a full-fledged data analyst, Paul McKenzie. Oh, and a few investors. Robert's family had given him some money. But a large part of the investments came from the Vishashwamis. Anil and Anjali Vishashwami had reluctantly invested in AVT. They wanted to diversify their investment portfolio and really liked Craig's presentation although they thought very lowly of Robert. Both Vishashwamis had become majority stakeholders in AVT, but Robert held a large number of shares and they didn't mind his controlling interest in the company as long as Craig was there as a VP. They preferred all presentations on AVT development and performance to come from Craig. Robert just annoyed the Vishashwamis. Robert suspected this and was more than happy with Craig leading the charge when it comes time to handling paperwork and investment goals, blah blah blah. Initially, the five had formed a good crew. Robert wrote some interesting code, which Victor cleaned up, Paul crunched some training data into AI, and Jerome generated some good office banter with his fears of AI global takeover. I've seen it all, man. They're coming after us. The main problem initially was selling licenses for the AI. Robert was very inconsistent with his salesman skills. Sometimes he would enter a potential customer location and started acting all strange. On a few occasions, he even cursed out at the potential client, screaming that they would understand how AI worked if they surfed more. But some of the biggest deals the company initially scored came from some awesome presentations that Robert gave. He was very inconsistent. Craig, on the other hand, realized early on that he was useless when it came time to present Sophie. He was dull and boring. Those were words that potential clients wrote on their survey. The company struggled. Anil and Anjali wanted more licenses sold and threatened firing everyone if they didn't roll up their sleeves. It was with this backdrop that Robert scored a major trial release. 
This was going to be a beta of some new capability that he had quickly developed for Sophie. It all started when his private autonomous vehicle stopped halfway through giving Robert a ride through Cambridge. Robert opened the door while the car was moving. The autonomous robot pulled the emergency brakes and stopped as fast as possible. Robert, in a total stupor, walked out of the car. Robert, frustrated, cursed at the robotic car. That's not cool, man. He walked home. The Cambridge neighborhood where this happened was up in arms. Private security cameras saw the whole thing, including a 45-year-old man pissing on the door, walking out in a total intoxicated style and walking away. The vehicle with this door still open was now stuck. The AI had been programmed to never move the vehicle if the door is open. It just stood there. A few hours later, the cops and a tow truck showed up. Robert was located and ticketed a few hours later. A few weeks later, Robert had shown up to court. He was charged with a number of moving vehicle violations. Those were rare. Speeding tickets, aggressive driving, not stopping for pedestrians. Those things never happened anymore. But opening the car door because you were intoxicated, that happened a lot and was heavily frowned upon. After paying the ticket, Robert had a great idea. He reached out to the local police commission, convinced a number of commissioners that the software that AVT developed could be used to keep the Boston riffraff out of town. The commission needed to show that they were serious to the community. It made great news headlines that the commission secured a beta trial of the ABT system. They were serious. Robert and the crew ordered several dozen dash cams and with instructions from Robert, installed the dash cams onto all the squad cars. They then installed the computing modules for Sophie into the vehicles. The master AI controller was then installed in the chief's office back at the police headquarters. This initial trial and the beta was great news. It snowballed into other deals that the company secured. News of this made it back to Anil and Anjali. A party needed to be held. Anil and Anjali held the party at their home. The AVT crew were invited. During the party, Anil wanted to introduce AVT crew to George. George had developed a new camera sensor that used some cool and moving sensors. Some sort of graphene nodules or something like that. Anil didn't understand it properly. Sadly, Robert was not able to make it to the party. The others showed up, and with Robert not there to discuss integrating the sensor modules with Sophie, no real progress could be made. Where is Robert? The party was more than just AVT. Anjali loved throwing parties. She liked having all the geeky people in one room and having all the sorority friends in another room and high rollers in another. She loved walking from room to room and mingling. She avoided the geek room, though. Anil would throw the geeks a bone every once in a while. Plus, inviting geeks over was like saying to your other friends, Look at the geeks I employ. I'm legitimate. But Anil was disappointed that George couldn't meet Robert. Robert always made him feel insecure. But George? George was smart. Oxford graduate. Spoke English with a very smart King's English manner. George needed to replace Robert as far as Anil was concerned. So where was Robert? Craig and the crew wondered as well. This party was super awkward. 
but would definitely be more interesting if Robert was there. Robert never showed up. In fact, he didn't show up to work on Monday. Craig finally got a call from Robert that he was in jail and needed to be bailed out. Robert was arrested the night of the party as he was trying to score some major Peruvian smash. It was an undercover operation and Robert got caught. Craig had to go to jail to bail out Robert. It was at this time that Craig realized that this wasn't Robert's first drug arrest. In fact, he had been caught at least five times in the last five years. The judge was tired of throwing light misdemeanors, which clearly didn't appear to be working. The judge suggested an intensive six-month rehabilitation program. The prosecutors agreed, although they wanted this charge to be bumped up to felony with prison time. Not wanting to risk a jury trial and a felony record, Robert and his counsel decided on pleading guilty and taking the rehab program. Craig and Robert both had to tell the Vishashwamis. When Anil found out, he was both disappointed but also excited. He sent a private message to Robert asking for a one-on-one. A few days later, between court dates and just before starting the rehab program, Robert and Anil met at the ABT headquarters. Anil laid it out on the line for Robert. The CEO of the company can't have a criminal record. The alternative that Anil planned included Robert selling his shares to Anil for a discount, Robert stepping down as CEO of the company, and Robert signing a no-compete clause. Robert thought about it for a few minutes. After a week of dealing with withdrawal, he wasn't thinking straight. Plus, Anil mentioned that with the money he gets from the shares, he can fly to South America and score as much smack as possible. Not thinking it through, Robert agreed, sold all his shares to Anil. After the meeting, Robert ordered a Let's Fly autonomous vehicle. The teal and pink taxi was ordered to head straight to the airport. There was one slight problem. His passport was flagged and Robert was immediately arrested. A few days later, Robert showed up to the same court. The judge, totally enraged at Robert trying to flee the country, threw out the plea agreement and ordered a felony court date. The prosecutors now offered a new plea deal. Felony drug charges, spends six months behind bars, and performs drug rehab from prison itself. Robert was again released on bail, just before his prison sentence was to start. With GPS ankle monitor on, it was at this time that he decided to meet the AVT crew.